You're listening to the Up In Your Business Podcast, episode 024. On this show, we're talking about heart-centric leadership, the motivation to leading with purpose. So the more you gain control of how you interact during critical moments and crucial conversations, you better those around you. Welcome to the Up In Your Business Podcast, building you to do business better. This show is about intention, transparency, and insights from business professionals sharing their personal business. Discover what they've learned the hard way so you don't have to. Empowering a new breed of self-aware leadership. Here's your host, Angus Nelson. Hello, hello. Welcome to the Up In Your Business podcast. I'm your host, Angus Nelson. I am super glad you're here. If it's your first time visiting, welcome to you. I hope that uh, you enjoy yourself while you're here. Thanks so much for taking some time to be with us. Now, today, we're talking about the motivation of leadership, the heart of why we lead and how we lead. Am I jumping into this fast enough for you? Well, I want to get right to it. And obviously, this is an entirely huge subject, so I'm only offering just a small piece of perspective to build on uh, an ever-growing understanding, almost like your little mental encyclopedia, or perhaps, um, I guess they say today, the Wikipedia, your mental Wikipedia. And and also, I want to give you a heads up that I'm going to use a perspective of parenting, kind of as a metaphor for leading effectively. So for those of you who are parents, you're definitely going to understand. And this week, where it all kind of came from, I was reviewing a book sent to me by Penguin Publishing for an interview I did with Brian Tracy, whom you'll get to hear from in about four weeks. And in his new book called Get Smart, he glosses over some emotional elements that are rooted in childhood experiences. And that kind of got me thinking. And this is a really important subject in my home, um, as we've always read books and attended conferences, and even this week um, uh, that this show is airing, I'll have to miss, unfortunately, an annual summit uh, called Dad2 Summit Conference in Washington, D.C., Um, And I go to this event every year, uh, so I'm really sad that I'm going to miss it. So big shout-outs to all of the daddy bloggers and friends I have over there, especially the Life of Dad crew, Ryan, Art, Patrick, uh, Tommy, Chris, and everyone else. I'm going to miss you guys. Um, So all of this has inspired me to want to address the issue of leadership from a parenting perspective. And let me explain first. Again, if you're not a parent yet or uh, you're, you think you've got this part covered, I encourage you to hang on for just a few minutes here to kind of see how this plays out. Again, this is kind of a metaphor. And while this show is, you know, it's called Up In Your Business, what I don't want you to do is, is make you feel as if you're failing in any way in how you lead. Um, if this is not a, an, an area of strength for you, know that that's why you're listening. Um, instead of feeling bad, I want you to feel encouraged. I want this to be a word that uh, helps you to be more effective and giving you some tools to work with. So anyone 
who has children knows that the job can be both um, the most exhilarating and also the most exhausting role in the world. And yet, it's one of the most friggin' rewarding ones, too. And what you may not know about me is that I spent four years as a stay-at-home dad. I had our two youngest uh, children from when I think the older one was four months old all the way until she turned about four and a half. And I started watching her, and then we found out we were pregnant. So her younger brother uh, was 14 months behind her. So they're basically a year and a half apart. Uh, we also have a third child. She's now 20, and she's off in college. And and unfortunately, I didn't get to be a part of her life until she was nine. So this is why my perspective on all of this is kind of a little bit more acute than perhaps others. And I am in no way like an expert in childhood psychology or parenting as a whole. In fact, I go so far as to say that every day is a new lesson in loving and patience and personal growth. Um, And when you craft all of that really intentionally and you invest your time and your emotion and guidance to your children, I can tell you, um, that it will pay off in huge dividends. And so now I get to experience that with these two younger children that I did not get to experience with my oldest, uh, A, because I wasn't involved, but B, because uh, I don't think we were mature enough or had the perspective that we have now to be more intentional. And this is going to play into leadership as a whole. And so again, stay with me. Here's what I know. Between spending lots of time with my children and then coaching and counseling adults, even uh, professional executive adults, I believe there's a significant correlation of what has or hasn't been invested in people during their most formative years. Research in the journal uh, Social, Psychological, and Personality Science indicates that a child's personality has basically fully formed by the age of six, meaning that the efforts we put into the first five years of our kids' lives have a dramatic impact on who they will become, how they will interact with others, and how equipped they will be with emotional intelligence. And note that this study also shares that while it's possible for a person to alter their personality later in life, that it comes with great intention and can be difficult to achieve. Um, For my own personal story, for those of you who heard it, you know that I kind of had to go through some of this myself. And I know it's possible. It is challenging. It is difficult, but it's definitely possible. So why I bring this up is that for me, after working directly with my children as a stay-at-home dad... And in addition, we spent a whole year traveling each month. We lived in a different city, and I worked from home or our VRBOs or our Airbnbs. I also work at home now, and I have daily opportunity to notice how my own parenting has directly influenced my kids developing emotional intelligence and behavior. And when I contrast that again with the many adults I've encountered, I recognize areas where perhaps people were just shorted as a child growing up. And let me explain. As adults, most people struggle with a fear of some form or another. And last week we talked about imposter syndrome, and so some of that's related. 
we're afraid of what others think that we might fail, that we might lose something or someone, that we might be alone for the rest of our lives, you know, etc. We have these fears. And what if while we were children, those areas were as a result of something neglected or damaged in some way? It would make sense that these fears then became embedded in us for years to come. And some of the psychology studies that I've researched show that we spend most of the rest of our life then compensating for those emotional shortcomings, if you will. And as a parent, the biggest thing we want our kids to do, we want them to do what we've asked them to do. Just behave, go potty, eat your broccoli, you know, buckle your car seat or don't spill the Cheerios, um, leave that stove alone, stay out of the mud, open your mouth, be quiet, go to sleep, uh, use your inside voice, and please, for the love of God, shut the door while I'm using the bathroom. That one's a huge one even to this day. I think that the challenge lies... Not in the fact that we want the right behavior, but rather how we try to motivate the desired behavior we're seeking. Uh, Unfortunately, we find it really easy to resort to negative motivation to achieve immediate results. So we fire off to shame. Look what you've done. We use guilt. Fine, make me clean up your mess while you play. Or we become condescending and sarcasm-laced in our communication. Yeah, like cleaning up your mess was one of my favorite things to do this morning. Or we're intimidating and we use anger and violence and sudden moves of outbursts of dissatisfaction. Ah! Or we're disrespectful. Suck it up, kid. Get over it. Life isn't easy. Or maybe we use disappointment. I can't believe you did that. Do you see the correlation here in how we might communicate with our children to get results of their behavior and how we also sometimes use these same tactics in leading our teams? There are times as a parent that if we were to stand back and look at ourselves in the heat of the moment, one could easily think, oh my God, I am a terrible human being. I have been there. I totally have been there. And worse... We train our children that this is healthy communication in the way that we model this. And when they grow up, if they should get into some sort of leadership, this is exactly how they will manage their teams. And even more terrible, this is how some of us might manage our teams now. My parenting is simply a reflection of how I lead. If I want my kids to lead differently, well, then I'm going to have to lead differently and Cultivating your child or your team, your spouse, your life is really about cultivating the heart issues, not the behavioral issues. Because after all, from our heart is that emotional knowledge, is that uh, root of our actual behaviors. Um, I remember there's an old Jewish proverb that says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And I think there's another variation that says, um, out of the heart um, flows all issues of life. So when we parent, and each kid obviously is very different and responds to much different strategies depending on their personalities. 
we have the opportunity to instill the most effective uh, philosophies of life while we impact the behaviors that are most desired. Instead, you could get into one of these situations. You could say, Johnny, I see you broke the bowl. Are you all right? I, I can always get another bowl, but I can't always get another Johnny. And then he give Johnny a hug. How about you help me clean this up? Because when we clean up after ourselves, we make life easier for everyone else. In that moment, you take them to a different place. You model that they can take responsibility. You model value for them over things. You respond with love over disappointment and you share the responsibility and the teamwork of cleaning the stuff up. In that way, you're building a knowledge that mistakes happen and that's okay, but we can do something about it. I know what you're thinking. <laughs> it's really easy to say, but nearly impossible in the moment of when the stuff actually happens, right? And believe me, I'm, I'm right there. I get you. I've been times when I've been absolutely furious and frustrated. Uh, maybe it's at the end of the day or I feel irritated. And maybe I haven't always acted appropriately. For sure, I'm not perfect. So again, take the pressure off of that. What I want to share with you is that the more intentional I've gotten about visualizing what I want to see in my kids, the easier it's become to take a minute to react. And maybe that's a big part of it. We shouldn't uh, react immediately to anything. We should take a minute and think, what do I want to happen in this moment and suddenly those fight or flight impulses that surge through our brain and we finally have enough time to to override that issue or that heart-centric analysis of what's truly important in this situation and it's the same way at work You've got deadlines, you've got pressure, you've got office drama and reorganizations to navigate, and you're crazy busy, right? What if you take a minute? Then let's combine the two of these. Maybe you and your partner each have full-time jobs. You're managing chaos at work, and at the end of the day, you're simply exhausted. Yet, you still have to be engaged with your children and to one another. The pressure, the stress, the anxiety, it's all a ton of work. But again, come back to the heart. What do you want in each of these precious, critical moments in time? I would venture to say that your heart is where it all stems from. How you see yourself, your friends, your coworkers, your partner, or your children, it's all about your heart. And maybe much of the chaos that you're experiencing is a product of perhaps your own neglected childhood. And if so, what if you stop the patterns your parents passed on to you? I, and again, I'm, I'm not saying that your parents were necessarily bad people. They just simply didn't know any better. But now you know. So I encourage you to seek the next step if that's for you. Whatever it might be, a counselor or books or education or prayer or meditation, you owe it to yourself and those you lead to take care of your own heart first. So as I wrap up the show, I have three things for you. One, learn to lead others from a place that empowers them, not disempower. Two, Understand that none of us have this completely figured out yet. Nobody. And three, you are not alone 
in this leadership journey. And that's why I started this Up In Your Business show is I I wanted to build a movement of self-aware leaders. And by you taking the time to understand that how you motivate those around you, how you motivate, whether it be your children, your spouse, or your coworkers, your teams, that has impact that will train them to behave in different patterns in the future. So the more you gain control of how you interact during critical moments and crucial conversations, you better those around you. And perhaps that's why you're listening to the show is you want to follow my goal here is to build you to do business better. And that's why I'm happy you're here. So if you want to be a part of this community and you want to continue to grow, you can do two things. One, jump on Facebook and uh, just do a simple search for the Up In Your Business private group and just request entry and find a place of people just like yourself who are trying to do this better. An open dialogue uh, just closed off for us. Second, go to AngusNelson.com and sign up to get on the latest information on content and information, and you'll immediately get my free ebook, Networking for Effectiveness and Credibility. And included in that is also a couple of bonus features too. And learning to network um, like a pro is a big part of this, so I think that ebook will be very helpful. Um, It kind of dives into some of the motivation and how you show value for those around you. So lastly, I love ratings and reviews on iTunes. They get me encouraged. They help others to discover the show. If you haven't already, please go to iTunes and place a review. It would mean the world to me. And always, I'm so super thankful to get, the, to, to, get to have the time together. And if you want to get in touch, you want to ask me a question, you want to respond to something maybe I've said, you can always email me at hello at AngusNelson.com. And this has been Angus Nelson, <laughs> setting you free to be your most effective self. My hope is that you live intentionally, love extravagantly, and lead with self-awareness. Be amazing. Thanks for listening to the Up In Your Business podcast with Angus Nelson. Find more at upinyourbusiness.co. Remember, that's .co, not com. <laughs>